Hey everyone, welcome back to my channel. So before we begin today's podcast, I'd like to say a big thank you to Casita Properties, who is the UK leading property company for off-market discrete buy to let sales. Had to pause then, don't normally do that. And they are today's sponsor. So I'm gonna kick this off and do it slightly different. I have the pleasure of welcoming Benji Leslie. And actually I'd like to hand over to you because we were talking off camera about what Benji does and it's it's different, it's exciting and it's very relevant. So tell us a little bit about yourself, mate. Right, well, yeah, I'm Benji. Lovely to see everybody. Um, I run a company called Connect Management. I started up in lockdown. Um, it's a business that focuses specifically on talent management. We're moving very quickly into the agency side as well, um, looking to give a full 360 scope to influencer marketing. Um, obviously, it's very hot topic. It's where all the brands are sort of scratching on the doors and trying to get involved. And we're now really pioneering and making sure that we do influencer marketing right. Um, that's the reason I started the business. I saw a lot of trends and a lot of other agencies and talent management companies that were not doing the best by the talent. And I'm very much a believer of talent first, making sure that if the talents are happy, everything else comes along with it. Um, and also having the right talents, the right people to associate with brands. We're very specific with who we work with. Um, so that's sort of just a little roundup of the business and what we do. Um, there's lots more to, to speak about, I'm sure. Th there is. There is. It's something really, really relevant. So before we hit record, we were talking off camera. Socials right now are pretty much everywhere. Like if you're not on social, where are you? Who are you? You know, that's kind of uh, the, the motto behind it. In terms of socials being everywhere, which they are, there's so many platforms, there's so many avenues to go down. It can be a bit overwhelming. Something that you hit on off camera there, which I want to touch on. And for many who are going to watch this, I think this is really, really important. And it's something that I'm going to take away today is there is almost like this infrastructure behind what you're doing, having a plan, yeah. what is the focus? Like talk to us actually how important it is that you're not just wildly posting and that you have a plan. <laughs> I think, as you said, if you're not on socials, where are you? It's 58% of the global population are on social media, 4.6 billion people. Um, so yeah, that that's where you can reach a really organic and authentic audience. When you're lying in bed, scrolling through TikTok, scrolling through Instagram, you're really receptive to adverts. You buy based on recommendations from people you trust, influencers, right? I call them creators because they create content um, and they build really strong, almost families of followers who are buying into what they say. Um, Everybody thinks that it's all about posting as much as you can. Um, and consistency is a big part. Um, so it's really important as a creator to understand who are you? What is your niche? What are you actually looking to achieve? Um, it's very easy to stand in front of the camera and follow trends, dance, talk about something you're interested in. But if there's no synergy between the content you're creating consistently, you can't build an authentic fan base. So we have, and we work with a lot of uh, over a hundred really, really impressive creators, which all have their heads screwed on, not just as a talent, but as a business, they run their pages as a business. So at the start of the week, they're breaking down. Okay. What are we going to do this week? What are we going to hit? Who are we going to reach? And there's a plan as to what they're going to do, because that way there's a goal in mind. You're, you're working towards something and brands are very much spending money 
but with people that have engaged audiences. So if we can create the environment for the brand to really authentically slide in and sit there organically, then it's a lot easier for a creator to monetize their platforms. So a lot of people have huge followings, but they can't monetize it because the brand authentically just can't slide in. You can't be doing a dance and suddenly be like, buy this Ribena or whatever mm. the brand is, because it just, it's not gonna pick up. So we, we work, for example, with creators that specify specifically in mental health, and they talk about how men can speak out about their problems, right? And for that reason, then they're able to work with mental health charities. They're able to partner with a lot of the, um, big brands that have campaigns specifically on mental health and it gives them an angle and a direction to actually build their audience. Um, so it's super important to one, have a team behind you who can help you develop as a business, not as, as a talent and really grow and develop your page towards an end goal. So there's a couple of things, really important things that you've picked up on there. And also this is like learning for me, and this, this should be a real learning curve for everyone here, is one, having a plan. I, I think that's something that really hit home to me is that you can't be this person that's just wildly po posting because I think, you, you know, you said it very well, you don't know where you're going, you don't know the end goal. And if you've got no end goal, ultimately there's no direction. So how, yeah. you know, where are you actually going? The other thing is having a team. This is something I want to ask you, um, and we've talked about it off camera slightly, but for those that don't have the budget right away to have a team to be paying for ads, but to really get themselves out there, kind of what what is that entry point if the budget isn't there to, to on, take on? the on? creator side or on the brand on side? On the creator side, you know, to kick kickstart their channel or whatever. What a piece of advice I would give to anybody that's looking to get into the social media space would be choose a market that you want to be involved in, whether that be fashion, whether that be cosmetics, whether that be mental health, whatever you are passionate about, sports, choose it and then start creating content specifically about that and consistently create content. At some point, a piece of your content will go viral and you will start to gain traction. There's no methodology for time. It could be the first post you do. It could be the 170th post. It's very random. The algorithms work by pushing your content to people that they think will like to see it. And that's why I never recommend to people switching up multiple content styles mm. because the algorithm will not know where to push your content. Um, so I, I would recommend you choose a niche, you roll with it. Once you get that first viral video and you're starting to gain traction, you can bring on board a company, for example, like ours, where we, we don't charge anything to our talents that are on board with us. We don't charge monthly fees. We don't charge them for the wages of our staff. It's a simple method that if we make you money, we earn a percentage. Yeah. And that way it allows a creator to have the resources of, at the moment, I've got 13 members of staff that are all working for these talents on a literally 24 seven basis because the world just really doesn't stop. There's there's campaigns going up on Saturday nights at 7 p.m. There's events going on Sundays at clubs that they have to attend. So it's, um, it, it's you need that support system, you really do. And once you've built some traction and you've chosen the niche, it's very easy to get, um, a company behind you um, but it's also important to choose the right company yeah I think that's really important what you said about again I can kind of relate to that I suppose with my TikTok you've, you've got me thinking there a little bit <laughs> although I don't I don't think I'm too uh, too diverse but yeah. having an angle where almost 
you've got a forward think, haven't you? But you said about the sponsorship there yeah. and like brands approaching you. When you start a TikTok or a social media platform is thinking, okay, I'm just starting, but where could I be? Who would want to reach out to me? Am I talking about too many subjects yeah. or am I niching? And that that's really important then, I suppose, for people to reach out to you. Yeah, I think, I think it's really important that whatever you choose, it's a passion because at some point, if it's not, you're going to get super bored and you're going to want to change it up and you're going to be starting from the beginning again. Um, consistency with social media, especially TikTok as a platform, it, it's like a laddered system. If you stop posting, you're going down that ladder of the algorithm and it means that your videos are not going to get as much reach. It, it's Brands are starting to realize that it's not about how many followers you have. It's about mm -hmm. how many people you have engaging with your content. And sometimes we have people with half a million followers who earn more money than somebody that has three, four million followers because their audience is much more engaged. And when they do do a campaign, the products are selling out instantly. Um, we've got an amazing creator called Nisrin who is the number one TikTok seller in the UK. And she's selling over $300,000 worth of beauty products per month on her TikTok shops. And she's got 500,000 followers. Her engagement rates are crazy and people are buying into her. She's saying, this is the serum that you should buy. And almost as I say, as a family member, they're going, oh my God, I need to buy this. Um, and it just proves that it's, it's just not about followers anymore. It's about engagement, isn't it? I, yeah. Honestly, we like I was saying to you off camera, we, we had a TikToker on earlier. And when I noticed him and the reason we got in touch and he's worked at our events now and stuff like this, and, you know, we'll, we'll stay very close to him. But one thing that really stuck out to me is the amount he engaged with his followers and the amount he spoke to them and not overseeing them. You know, when people are trying to interact and actually taking time to comment. Yeah, so many people let it go up, never engage, but that's why he's getting the gifts, which is earning him money. And he, you know, he's on a good pay packet. So engagement is a, is a massive thing. Just on t uh, Instagram, I'd be keen to hear your thoughts. Yeah. It, it seems like it's dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's the situation? I think obviously they've moved, they've moved very much away from static posts to trying to be a TikTok, I guess, um, and push reels really heavily. And, I mean, we've got creators that are smashing it on reels and, and gaining followers really quickly, but it almost defeats the point of what Instagram is as a platform. You, know, you enjoy scrolling through and looking at what people are doing, and now you're almost just duplicating in, uh, TikTok. Um, Cross-platform is super important, though. It, it's You shouldn't be focusing on one platform as a creator. You should be looking to grow in as many platforms as possible because the market is always changing you don't know whether tiktok could fall off the face of the earth in 10, 10 months time it, no one knows really and we're pushing creators to do youtube shorts to do facebook to do instagram twitter really just develop your platforms um and that opens um monetary options as well because obviously you can monetize all different platforms snapchat's a big platform at the moment um that we're working on with creators there's for, for talents and and as, as social media as a whole there is money everywhere mm. and if you know how the industry works and if you can create demand from your pages then you won't struggle what about twitch this is something that i hear twitch, twitch is a great platform i mean it, it's great for it builds very engaged audiences because obviously you've got people sitting watching you for two three four hours at a time um 
it's obviously a lot harder to build up that audience. It's a lot easier if you've already got a following on other platforms, you can bring them over to Twitch. Um, again, it's about having a niche. There's so many people that are playing FIFA or playing Call of Duty. What can you do on Twitch that's different that nobody else is doing? Yeah. Um, and that way it's more interesting, right? <laughs> and, and where do people find the time? I mean, this ties into the plan and, and the structure, but for people who are watching this right now and thinking, I want to do all of that. Benji, I'm listening yeah. to you. I'm hearing you. I want to do all of it. But people live normal lives and even yeah. it's, it's hard, isn't my, it? My, the pleasure I get from seeing the creators that we work with go from a position of not always, but sometimes struggle working in a nine to five, um, not really having any passion for what they do to suddenly being able to travel the world, go to all these unbelievable events, um, you know, work with brands that they only dream of ever working with directly um, is just crazy to see the development. And when people start with us, some of them have jobs and we give them the opportunity to basically get rid of that job and, and take social media on full time. I'd say out of the 105 people that we manage, 90% of them are full time social media. Um, we've got a client called Brandon, who actually now has turned his social media platforms into a fully fledged production company and business. He's got a team of 10 people that are working with him. Um, he's creating campaigns for Disney, Netflix, Amazon Prime. Um, and these are high scale productions like TV quality adverts that are going out and being used across all of the, their channels as well. Um, and that's come from a nine to five to taking a risk and working for himself, building the platforms and then realizing, okay, there's money coming in. Do I go and buy a Lamborghini and load of designer clothes or do I invest that money in buying a studio? He's got a 5,000 square foot studio, multiple sets are up every time. You know, when a brand comes in, it's impressive. I'm going there this afternoon. We've got a shoot with Cadbury's. Wow. Like, he chose to invest and build and now obviously he's monetizing even more off the back of that because there there genuinely is a huge scope to turn just little old me in front of a camera to a fully fledged business um, and then off the back of that there's stuff that influencers can do for example building out their own product lines or creating their own clothing brands um you know take a, an amazing example ksi and logan paul they've got this unbelievable brand prime that is just everywhere you know people are dying to get their hands on it I, I see it almost as like the supreme method you know when people used to queue outside of supreme to get the latest drop they've created that hype and that's all from social media yeah it's funny you say that i said this literally on a podcast earlier i've said it a few times if you've got the marketing budget and and the techniques you can go up against pretty much any brand i i, I, yeah. I said it you know you can go up against gymshark if you've got the marketing budget and you've got a good you know, a good idea. You've got enough people talking about the brand. Yeah. Um, but also, could I, could I sell this, Benji? Can this go viral? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> there we go. You said it. Um, I think anything has the ability to go viral if you get it in front of the right people. Um, and that's why it's so important to establish your niche so the algorithm can push your content to the right people. Yeah. So would you say out of all the platforms right now to people watching who are still kind of like <laughs> on the fence of, although we've been talking about it, would you say at the moment TikTok's the hottest right now? I would say 75% of our focus is on TikTok as an agency. Um, out, out of all the creators we manage, you know, a combined following, we have 170 million people that follow our talents 
our exclusive talents anyway. Of those 170 million followers, we receive 400 million unique viewers every single month on wow. their content. And if you're talking impressions, we're talking closer to 2 billion, right? That's just of 100, albeit very, very good creators in a specific niche. Very so can you explain for, for anyone that doesn't know from sort of impressions to views, what's the, what's the main so difference a, there? A viewer would be you or me who has an account and would follow someone and then go and see their content. Whereas an impression, you could watch a video 20 times, that's 20 impressions. So um, obviously there's only, I think, 4 billion people that actually are active, 4.6 billion people active on social media. So to, for 2 billion of them to see your content is just unrealistic, right? So 400 million people are seeing the content every single month of our creators. Um, but 2 billion impressions, that's across all platforms, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, um, which is essentially advertisers buy impressions, right? Yeah. And um, that's why I'm so passionate about social media advertising, because if you go on Google or Facebook and you want to just buy a, a standard advert, you're paying a CPM, you're paying for an impression and realistically you don't know who that's going to yeah right whereas if you actually work with a proper agency that does the research into your product and finds a synergy between your product and an influencer we're, we're working at the moment and it's not public knowledge yet but we're working with a very strong team of data analysts to create a ai platform where we can basically input an influencer, input a brand, and it will tell us exactly their rating from one to 10 of how positive that campaign will be. So then we can create campaigns which are specific, almost guaranteed to do well because the creator has an audience that meets and is totally in line with that brand and the brand are reaching a, a certain amount of eyeballs which are specific to them. So there's no wastage. Um, and that's something that we're developing and we're working on because a lot of brands are spending money on social media and wasting money, but that's because a lot of the agencies in the market space are really concerned about taking budget and not delivering results. And the reason, you know, our business has grown so rapidly in the last two years is because when we take on brands and we're working with over 550 brands since we started, 2000 campaigns we've run, um, we're really focusing on the synergy and how can we make sure that this delivers results so they come back and are a repeat customer. And most of the agencies and brands that we work with are coming back. Obviously, there's some times where it doesn't work. The same on the creator side. We sign a creator that we think is going to be absolutely unbelievable and it, it turns out that we were wrong and we couldn't monetize them. And it's not always rainbows. Everyone shouts about, look what we've done with this creator. We've taken him from no followers to 10 million and look how amazing they're doing. And nobody talks about the, not failures, but the, the ones that don't work. And that is a reality. It is a reality that some platforms are very, very difficult to monetize, mm. um, no matter how niche they are. And I, I don't want to name anyone specifically, but yeah, we have had times where it hasn't worked and people need to understand that as well. But that's like any business though, isn't 100%. it? It's, it? Yeah, it's like any business. Yeah. One thing I want to ask you, this is also a question for me as well, but I know many others have asked and it's, it's always the ever wondering question, <laughs> timing of posting. Yeah. Because I've heard this, don't try and post gone 9 p.m. and try and hit the U.S. market, try yeah. and crack the U.K. market because the U.S. is too big. It, would you say that there are timings? Because I'll be totally honest with you, I've 
I've tested everything. Some has worked, some has, some hasn't. I, I still, from that testing, wouldn't really know what, what works. The brand that you mentioned at the start of the podcast that sponsors the podcast, are they a UK-based company or an international company? UK. Okay, so why would they be interested in a US audience? Yeah. So what I would focus on is the brand, and, and this is something that I speak to a lot of our creators about, is the brands that I start affiliating our creators with, if from the very start, whilst you're small, you can prove that you can do a good job and you put everything into them, as you grow, there's no reason for that brand to stop working with you. There's no reason for them to not increase budgets as you gain more followers, as you gain more impressions, more traction. So brand relationships are super important. I've got talents that have focused strongly on working on brand relationships, for example, with JD Sports. And over the last few months, they've gone from just doing promotions to traveling to every festival with them and going to Ibiza going now I've got two guys which are the face of all of the store billboards and adverts for the new kit releases for the Premier League um, and that's literally off the back of building a relationship with a brand that's been with them since the start mm. so my my personal recommendation would be focus on what you've got conquer the UK yes and conquer the US go after all the markets but in terms of posting times the apps give you your best posting times in terms of when your audience are engaging yeah does it mean anything because I've, I've heard different not really things. I've heard people who've got big YouTube channels big TikToking uh, accounts and they say whatever time you think you were going to post the ideal time post a little bit earlier so it can set into the search engines. I've never heard that before. I, is that, I don't know if that's a thing or... I I think that there's obviously... You, you're not going to post at 12 o'clock at night. You're not going to post at 7 o'clock in the morning. You've got to think about when are people using their phones. Realistically, it's in their lunch break at work if, they're, if they've got a job. It's after work. It's before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. Or when you're having a poo or something. That's when you're engaged, right? I, I want to pick up on something you said about, you know, as a brand grows with you from the beginning, that upping the budget, yeah. going to Ibiza um, and, that's, that's and stuff like that. I just I just <laughs> want to say that's that's the sponsor of the channel. So Hello, Ibiza, <laughs> you want to levitate? The, um, and, and talk about upping budgets, right? That's not a scary conversation to have. A lot of people... and. As an agency, obviously, we do that for the talent. That's what we're there for, to remove that awkwardness. Brands like to sometimes take the piss a bit when you're talking to an influencer. They believe you don't understand how marketing should work. We can basically offer you no money and um, you'll probably accept it because it's money. That That's not how it should work. And once you give somebody a rational explanation, which is, okay, well, if you were going to get three times the reach on a different advert you would be doing on a different platform, for example, I don't know, a TV advert, would you complain that the price was three times higher? No, you wouldn't mm. because the reach is going up. If you can justify why you're upping the price, for example, we've doubled our followers, we've doubled our viewership, there's no reason why the price shouldn't be increasing because you're paying for an advertising method. But we like to work with brands on 12-month contracts because it means you get to lock in the price of that influencer for a year. That influencer is committed to your brand. There's no getting out. They're contractually involved with you for 12 months. And off the back of that, we also give the brand full usage rights because we want the brand to share that they're working with that person. You know, it, it needs to be both ways. The influencer needs to be super proud of what they're doing with that brand. And the brand needs to be super proud of 
who's representing their brand. Um, so in terms of like pushing budgets and stuff like that, it's have the get a manager. <laughs> Do you think when people watch from afar and they see externally all the money that people can earn from social yeah. media and stuff like this, do you think it can be overlooked by perhaps the truth of some of these contracts? I was talking to uh, an individual the other day who works with an influencer yep. who's got a new contract with MyProtein mm -hmm. and they released how much, uh, they told me how much they were earning from this contract, but yeah. they were talking about all these obligations that they had to make just to make that salary that they've been offered. Yeah. A lot of people don't know some of these obligations are quite heavy and quite restricting and stuff like that. Do you, do, do you get like many people moaning about these sort of obligations they have to make or is it just part of the job? Again, as experts in the field, we're very good at negotiating what the talent should be doing. Um, if there's a lot of obligations, it either needs to be more money because they're getting more content or they need to cut the content down if they want to spend less money. Um, a lot of brands will say you have to do X amount of posts and this, that and the other, and they'll give specific briefs and it's, this is how you need to say it. And this is what you need to say, word, blah, blah, blah. Everything that we've seen that has done the best in terms of performance is the organic content. Mm. When a brand's too restrictive on what you can and can't do, it's very difficult to engage with somebody's audience. Um, it's like sitting down at a family dinner and talking like about something you've never mentioned to them ever before in a completely yeah. different, you're just talking to them in French or something. It's like, they're they're not think, who understand. are you? Yeah, it's, it's so once you've built an audience, no one wants to, no one in that audience wants to hear about something that doesn't feel authentic. Yeah. Um, and you'll see in the comments, when, when someone does a really bad advert, which is just literally reading off a script, you'll see the comments going, ha, advert, like... <laughs> you can you tell, know? can't yeah, you? Yeah, you can tell. Like we were saying, it's so much better to build an audience and a social media presence being like open, transparent and just being yourselves because yeah. you haven't got to keep up this you know, persona of someone else. And I can only imagine that when you do get to that stage and you're getting offered big money that that they could try and lead you into a lane that you've never been in before. And like you say, people are, people smell it from a mile away, which which a question off the back of that is, when you set up your socials, yeah, do you look at a broad picture? So like for, for YouTube, for example, rather than building a niche subject, yeah. and then two years later, you're like, I can't stand talking about this. I wanna, yeah. I wanna do a Christmas village vlog. But your audience are like, well, hang on a minute. That, that depends on the style of content creator though, because when I say choose a niche, the niche doesn't have to be, I only talk about football, but the niche could be the way you deliver your content, right? So if you're looking to get involved and do a lot of presenter style roles, or you wanna be the face of a brand, I would say that all of your content has to show that you have the ability to go out there and have presence right and there's a lot of people that we look after that they have so much presence that when they go to an event the only person you'll remember is them mm. and that's their niche their niche is them but that's why i say it's all about passion because if you're passionate about what you do it doesn't actually mean oh i'm gonna only create videos of me kicking a football it's i'm gonna create content that i myself am proud of and that i want to release yeah um, and with that you find your own niche because you are your own person yeah all makes a lot of sense. I mean, as we sort of come to a close, I'm going to ask you for your sort of like top tip for, for people that might be watching this thinking they want to really sort of like conquer and take on whatever in industry that 
you know people are wanting to get into but yeah I wouldn't say a fear of socials, but knowing that you're going to have to take on, like you say, cross platforms. I also think that's really important. What would be your top tip for those watching right now to really take socials by storm? Do what you're passionate at. Stay consistent. Post regularly. Don't miss any days. Um, if you can, look to purchase a very basic editing software so that your content looks clean and slick. Um, However, TikTok do actually like it when you use their own features. They like they like that. Um, but really just be yourself, be authentic. Don't sell yourself to the devil, right? Don't take the first brand deal that you can because it's 500 pounds and you don't really care about the product. You will put off your audience straight away. Mm. You, you wanna slowly grow your, your platform, bring a good team on board. It's all about the people around you, you know, I'm not good at everything, right? I, as, as a business owner, I don't sit and design all of the decks that we do for brands. I don't deal with all the legal stuff. I delegate to people that are much better than that, than me, right? And it's the same with social media, treat it as a business. If you're not good at editing, delegate that to somebody that's good at editing. If you're not good at the business side, get a manager and delegate that to somebody that actually understands the market. And that way you build a really strong circle of people that are gonna help you succeed. Absolutely love that. Honestly, I've really, really enjoyed it. I've been sitting here Thanks just, having me. <laughs> just taking it all in. And um, I hope everyone that's that's watched has taken a lot of a lot from this. And if you haven't, go back to the beginning and watch it all again. So absolute pleasure, Benji. And uh, we'll put all your links in the description below. Amazing. We're, we're hiring as well. So anybody that's interested in working with us, we're, we're growing rapidly. Sign me up. Where do we go? Cool. Everyone, awesome. thanks so much for watching. We'll see you all very soon.